let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey everybody, welcome to Outpost of Heaven, the podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Andrew Jordan. Hey guys, it's Emily. The other co-host. Yep. The pretty one. Well, thanks. The beautiful one. Well, thank you. The better half. The one that keeps you coming back. (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, we're really excited for you to be joining with us. Or joining with us. us. Joining us. Joining us. Joining with us. Listening in. Uh, Yeah, sure. Listening in with us. Uh, So we are kind of back to our regular schedule. Yes, we are. Because we were dying. Putting out yeah, three to five episodes exhausting. a week. It was exhausting. We were getting a little burned out. Yeah. It was fun, though, to yeah. create so much content. It was super fun, and I felt like we connected with a lot of listeners that we didn't usually get to connect with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were really happy for the opportunity. We hope that your COVID pandemic life is normalizing somewhat. I know that's kind of normalizing around the world. Yeah. I feel like that word doesn't mean what we used to think it meant. Normal? Normal. Yeah, who knows what normal is? But... Um, yeah, like things are getting back to, quote, normal, but it's not really the same. Yeah. I and I'm, I mean, it's, I feel like it's this big, giant question mark that everyone is like, like what's okay, well, next? Like, what's, what's next? They're like, oh, okay, so stay at home orders are done or something. And it's like, okay, well, well what's next? Like, what's, the, what does that mean? What, what can I do now? Where can I go? Yeah. Do I have to wear a mask? Can I be with my friends? Yeah, like, we're at- there's just like a bunch of questions. It's like, it was so specific when it was stay at home. Yeah. We were talking yeah. about like, when is it okay for us to invite friends over again? Yeah. I don't, I don't even know. Like friends that are maybe people that we're not super close with or we want to be close with, but um, not like close, close, close friends that we've been seeing throughout this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't know. I think there's going to be a new normal that has to kind of evolve. Like there's going to have to be new social norms. So weird. Yeah. So like we were talking about it and we're like, oh man, I don't really know when do we start bringing, inviting friends over. Like, yeah. I think you have to approach friends and say, oh, hey, like, are you comfortable with coming? And do you have to like give out mm. your list? Like, hey, these are the people that I am in contact with on a regular basis. And so just so you can be aware of, you know, how likely you are to get infected by hanging out with us. Right. <laughs> um, so because it, it's not just them. Like, it's not just your friends because you might trust your friends to be it's really like clean. It's like your friends, like parents that maybe are, um, what is that word? Why can't I think of it? So especially susceptible? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Or like, yeah, it's not just the people that you're coming in contact, but the people that they're coming in contact right. with. Right. Or like we were talking about how my dad is a physical therapist and he owns his own practice. And if he can't see patients and he gets sick, then like, that's it. Like there's no one to come in and cover for him. Like he right. can't see So patients. then like, do we not see friends because we see him? Yeah. And so do so we have this to, is this ginormous yeah. question so, like, mark. Do we have to tell him like, Hey dad, like what kind of risk are you open to being exposed to? Because we are trying to figure out if we can have friends over yet. Or it's like, should we tr- still try and mediate or, like, mitigate our risk and, like, not see that many people. I am dying for some social contact. Right. Because everyone's, like... I op- really miss socializing. I know. I miss people, too. Yeah. But, uh, like, 
everyone's acting like, okay, well, everything's opening up, like it's going to be like, fine and safe now, but like you're more likely to get infected now than you were when this, when like the, the stay at home order was put in place. Like there are more people, well, there are more people who are infected right now than were infected then i haven't even looked at any stats or numbers I in a either. long time I, I did for like the first month yeah and then it was like it was too much, too much and um but like so there are so many more people who are infected and think about like how many people are getting infected every day mm-hmm. um and so now when people are still getting infected it's like the curve stabilized like we flattened the curve but it's like still people are still getting infected at, at high number in high numbers but then if we all decide, like, okay, stay-at-home order is done, everyone go back to normal, well, then isn't it going to just spike again? It, it We'll likely see a, a little bit of a bump. There won't be, like, a huge... I mean, a lot of people are have already been infected. And, and I'm not an expert in it, so I'm not going to talk about it too much. Right. But the interesting thing is uh, your individual risk for catching it seems to be still very high. Hmm. Uh, but because everyone's, like removing the stay-at-home orders we have it in our mind like oh like oh i don't have to be as cautious as i did before right interesting but like in actuality you probably need to be more cautious yeah uh and so it's kind of a weird thing so i think there's going to be a lot of discussion about new norms that are developed for those kind of things Mm -hmm. which is funny like the concept of a new normal Mm -hmm. because our norm now is like to stay at home. Uh-huh. And that's, I mean, for me, at least it's becoming really normal and I've gotten used to it, even though I still really miss socializing mm-hmm. and getting out and going places. Um, but yeah, it feels normal now. And then now there's going to be like a new normal. So it's yeah. just very interesting. Lots of question marks, lots yeah. of unknown. Yeah. Well, we apologize for our diatribe. We were not yeah. going to be... We, we are not talking about COVID at all today. <laughs> yeah, but it's just but part of our lives. Like, I feel like we can't go a day without talking about it or hearing it. So we apologize for being one more source of <laughs> confusion about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Do you want to share what we're talking about? Yes. So one thing that I hope has become abundantly clear for all of us as we've been stuck at home with our families... Or for some of us who's, who've enjoyed it, like I've really enjoyed I've really being enjoyed at home. It. Yeah, like it's there's hard moments. There and there's some aspects that I miss. Like I miss the freedom to of being able to go out, and I, I do miss being at work. Like I really enjoy the people I work with. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy my work atmosphere, uh, and professionally being able to improve and all those kind of things, and being able to go to church. So lots of things I miss, but I have really enjoyed being with my family, right. um, especially you. Well, we've my loved having wife. you. Whose birthday is tomorrow? <gasps> I love you. Thank you. I love you too. Happy birthday. <laughs> and um, yeah, so one thing that I hope has been clear is how important it is for us to have good relationships with our families. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so one thing that we like to do that we're going to talk about is playing games. We love games. We are big game people. Oh my gosh, we love games. Yeah, we have so many games. We have like a whole not a whole closet but like if you're into one of our closets in our house like the top shelf yeah is like so like the, the shelf is just above like the the hanging thing the hanging rod the hanging rod <laughs> yeah and like from the top from the bottom of the shelf to the top of the ceiling is just packed with games mm-hmm. in the, the whole shelf so we like games yeah we really do um 
So today we want to talk about like why we love games and we want to share some of our favorites. And why why we think games and, are important and how we're yeah. different with games mm-hmm. and how games relate back to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes, because that's what we're all about over here. Yep. Tying it back in. Yep. So, so do you want to share that first or at the end? Let's share it first and let's okay. kind of let it kind of guide our conversation. Perfect. So uh, this, the... Spiritual thought we're sharing is from a an address by Elder Uchdorf. He is one of the members of the Quorum of Twelve Apostles for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And he said in an address, You may think you don't have talents, but that is a false assumption. For we all have talents and gifts, every one of us. The bounds of creativity extend far beyond the limits of a canvas or a sheet of paper and do not require a brush, a pen, or the keys of of a piano. Creation means bringing into existence something that did not exist before. Colorful gardens, harmonious homes, family memories, flowing laughter. Yes. Yeah. So those last two, I think, really apply to games. Mm -hmm. Family memories and flowing Flowing laughter. laughter. So much laughter. Yes. Which is a really cool concept, this idea that uh, Heavenly Father created us, and so he is a creator. In his basic core, Mm -hmm. Heavenly Father is a creator. Right. Um, And he created us not to just be creations, but he created us as our own little mini creators. Mm -hmm. Like we are supposed to create, we are supposed to bring beauty into the world. Yeah. And bringing and, and making laughter and memories where there weren't any is that's creation. Is creation yeah totally so let me let me paint a picture for all of you and this is a picture that we see in our home especially when we have extended family a lot oh, um, yeah. so extended family yeah we love to play games so um well we're not playing games though okay there okay. are times mm-hmm. when everyone comes over and we're hanging out and we watch a movie Okay. Which I'm a big fan of movies and TV. Mm-hmm. I, I love TV shows. I love yep. movies. But how many times you get over and you, or you have everyone over or you're at their house and you sit down and you're watching a movie or you're watching a TV series and it's just hours of sitting on the couch. Mm-hmm. And then like you, you never remember those moments. You never think like, not, oh, yeah, not really. like, do you remember that time that it's we just like vegged out and watched like 30 episodes of The Office back to back to back to back to back to back? Yeah, no. <laughs> like, it's not like a... And maybe it's not always true. Like, we have memories... Sometimes you do it intentionally, and you're like, okay, we're having a Harry Potter marathon or something. Yeah. And then it's memorable because it's, like, fun and different. But when you're kind of doing it inactively, I guess, like... Like, not like intentionally. Passively, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really create a memory. But at the same time, I'm thinking about... Like, I, I think about our late nights in college. Yeah. When we would stay up and... Like talk or or talk and watch The Office or watch some other show. Yeah, it's like that memory. I don't know. So it, it, you still create memories, but by and large, it's Just different. It's kind of like a vague, like oh yeah, we watch TV together kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you say hey, let's play a game, like those memories, at least for me, are a lot more poignant vivid. and vivid. Yep, and lively. I would agree. I would agree. Okay. Yeah. So, honey, mm-hmm. why 
do we play games in a gospel perspective, in a gospel context? Okay, so you're creating memories. Okay. Um, you are building relationships because of that. Mm-hmm. You are... Oh my gosh, I, I was just thinking about this a second ago. Well, I think about it. Building relationships is a really cool one because uh, in a gospel context, we as we build relationships, as we come closer to one another, we come closer to our Heavenly Father because we become more like Him. Because mm-hmm. as we come to know individuals better... We become more like him because he knows them perfectly. Mm-hmm. And so this, um, anything we do to become more like him is good and wholesome. Yeah. Um, also, we kind of learn how to like be with other people in like a winning-losing situation. Mm-hmm. Like social interaction. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you like learn how to be a good winner or a good loser, I guess, to... Um, and in a, I mean, to, to kind of turn that more towards the gospel, I think that when, like in our own everyday lives, like we have to learn how to be, behave maybe mm-hmm. when you're going through like the best of times and when you're going through the worst of times. Yeah. And how to be positive and like still uplifting and uplifted in the negative and then also be like in when you're having your good times um, to remember to be grateful mm-hmm. and not take it for granted. Yeah. It doesn't um, always... And not to be, like, prideful. I and guess. these are, like, really kind of lofty goals or oh, lofty yeah, ambitions. Yeah, totally. to these I'm not thinking of these things as I'm playing games. No. I'm just trying to think of... And I and I do want to point out there, Emily has only been legit mad at me. Or, like, kind of, not yelled, but kind of, like... Angry. Angry. Like, angry, not yell, but almost yell twice in our marriage. Yeah once you're talking about the first time well the first time okay we were playing ticket to ride and (laughs) it's this one is my favorite game um and i just i just love it but i don't how do i explain this i'm not very competitive um i like to leisurely play a game and so i'm like leisurely playing ticket to ride trying to get my ticket and everything my little train journey and andrew cut me off and i was like it wasn't that I was feeling very competitive. It was like, I don't even know I what it was. I ruined your it leisure was like, play? You ruined, yeah, like you ruined my leisure play. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and so I like snapped at him and I got so mad. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I just like yelled at my husband for the first time in our marriage. Yeah, we don't have been married for like uh, six months, a year? Yeah. seven months. Yeah, we, we, was, we were, it was yeah. that first or second semester when we were married. So we were in Europe actually. Yeah, and uh. Yeah, so that's when I got mad for the yeah. first time. Yeah, so the point being, this is the goal, and it's a lofty goal. But you can still be competitive. Yeah. And you can still... Well, I was saying that it like that, that's the goal, but along, that, along the path to that goal, you're going to mess up. I mean, that's like part of it. Like, you can avoid putting yourself in situations where you're going to uh, get frustrated or get mad. Mm-hmm. But if you always avoid those situations, you're never going to grow. Yeah. And so yeah, like putting right. yourself in situations where you're like consistently faced with the potential of being mad, mm-hmm. uh, helps you grow. You're t- such a genius. I, Why are you so smart? I, I married you. So that, that's but, what helped me, uh, mm, no reach my geniusness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not a genius, but thank you. Appreciate okay. it. Okay. Why do you like games? Why do I like games or why do I like them in a, or why do we play them in a gospel why, context? Why, why do we play them in a gospel context? Okay. 
Like, this is a serious question. Yeah. Why do we play them in a gospel context? I really deeply believe that Heavenly Father wants us to be happy. Oh, totally. And I believe he wants us to enjoy each other's company. Of course. I And yeah. uh, I think games are a way to lower people's inhibitions in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it helps us just come closer to each other, like you were mm-hmm. saying earlier. It makes you a little more vulnerable with other people. And it like kind of like breaks that wall or that ice down. Yeah, and I think this is especially true when you're bringing new people into the family. Oh, for sure. Like when someone marries in, yeah. uh, or if you are the one marrying in, uh, playing games breaks down a lot of barriers. Yeah. Because laughing does a whole, laughing together does a whole lot to uh, unify people. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, and I, yeah. so as we were preparing for this episode, we were looking at scriptures to see okay what is the what do the scriptures say about things like laughter or playing and <laughs> and i'm gonna be honest like there's some like there the, the bible especially just comes out as like anti-laughter and anti-play I yeah guess, because everything i looked up the word play in like a bible reference like play a harlot like play the harlots like they he played the harlot and he played the whore and i was like well geez yeah <laughs> It's like, not what I was going for. Okay, seriously, ev- I will read the five, I guess there's six references to laughter in the Bible. I'm just going to go ahead and read some of them real quick, okay? Mm-hmm. So, Ecclesiastes 7, verse 3, Sorrow is better than laughter, for by the sadness of the countenance, the heart is made better. Then the next one, Psalm 126, verse 2, Then was our mouth filled with laughter, and our tongue was with singing, Then said they among the heathen, I don't have the rest of it written in front of me. Oh. Okay. I'll have to go back and read well, that one. I don't know if that negative. one's positive or negative. I don't know. Uh, but this one, Proverbs 14, even in laughter, the heart is sorrowful, and the end of that mirth is heaviness. Okay. Ecclesiastes 2, verse 2, I said of laughter, it is mad, and of mirth, what doeth it? It is mad. Ecclesiastes <laughs> 10, uh, verse 19, a feast is made for laughter, and wine maketh merry, but money answereth all things. Like, what does that even mean? I don't know. I need to go back and, like, study that Hold on. Last one. Uh, New Testament. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. So why do you think that the Bible talks about laughter like that? Do you you think that they mean something different? Like... I think they do. I I think um, there is a distinction between light heartedness oh we've talked about and this light-mindedness mm-hmm. uh and so i think what these verses are getting at here are light-mindedness mm-hmm. uh, and so light-mindedness i i describe or define as an approach to life where you just don't take things seriously not that like you're right you don't get upset by things but like you don't think you don't take things seriously and we probably have all been in this phase in life oh, or yeah. we felt that in life where you just didn't care about anything. And you might even feel this uh, when you're laughing sometimes now, mm-hmm. where you're like being loud and obnoxious and maybe a little crass or or rude or whatever your particular like flavor of being like. Yeah. Yeah. And um, sometimes you just don't, I don't feel the spirit. I don't feel good when I'm in those moments. Yeah. 
but they're funny and you're laughing and so it's hard to recognize them and so like when you're being light-minded it's really dangerous because you're usually happy and so you're not likely to recognize the absence of the spirit Mm -hmm. and so laughter i think here is being assigned to being light or light-mindedness not light-hearted yeah and light-heartedness i would define as uh being able to kind of roll with the punches being mm, I like that definition. Yeah, like, like being like saying like okay, like this is just happening, you know, like yeah. like not taking things too seriously, not taking yourself too seriously. Like being aware of the of the severity of sin and of the severity of of the of the goings on of the world around you, but you know, not getting too downtrodden. Like being able to interact with hard or heavy things and then still be happy. Yeah, okay. I like that. So and lightheartedness is happy even when it's sad. And lightheartedness is happy even in hard moments. Mm-hmm. Whereas light-mindedness is totally dependent upon the 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 revelty, reverie, the reverie of the moment. Like how happy you are in that moment. Okay. Like what's going on, yeah, yeah. you're partying and whatnot. Yeah. So it's like, I think the epitome of being light-minded is like the, the college frat boy. <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah so it's like super fun yelling real loud making cool noises did you ever meet any college frat boys yes i did or is it like are you getting this from a movie i, I do know frat boys okay yeah <laughs> like, BYU, i don't know any like sorority girls like that well byu doesn't have frats or sororities right so where would i ever run into a sorority i, person? <laughs> I do <laughs> i have friends who went to other universities who were members of frats and okay. sororities anyway so that's what I think the Bible is really getting at when it's talking about about laughter in kind of a negative way. Okay. Because I think it is very dangerous. And I think it it is one of Satan's primary tools in our in our world today mm-hmm. where everything is about self-gratification. Mhm. We are really digressing from playing games. Yes. What That's was, okay. What were we talking about though? How did this get back to how do get back get us back to games? We'll just change the subject when you're done. Okay. Keep talking your um, thought. Keep saying your thought. Well, so I, I think the the Satan is using this in our world today okay. because we want to enjoy life, uh, and we see all these really cool things, and we just want to kind of be partaking in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's really easy to become light minded where you are focused on these these experiences, fleeting moments these and, fleeting moments, yeah. uh, instead of on more eternal things. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. And I think that, I think you might actually laugh more and laugh more loudly if you are light, light minded than if you are light hearted. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because when you're light minded, I don't think you have as many serious moments. Say that again. When you are light minded, uh-huh. I don't think you have as oh, many okay. serious yes. moments as you do when you are light hearted. Okay. I think when you're light hearted, you allow yourself, you have more serious spiritual experiences. Okay. Yes, that makes sense. Cool. Games. Okay. So, let me ask you a question. All right. Why, or not why, but how do we differ in our game playing? Okay. Preferences. I, should should I describe your preferences or should you describe? Yes. Okay. Do it. Describe mine. Emily really likes games where the primary goal of the game 
is spending time with people. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So she doesn't really care as much about the game. She no. really craves the interaction brought up yeah. or brought out by the game. I don't really care about competition or winning usually. Or strategy. Or strategy. Or... I actually super hate strategy. Yeah. <laughs> I would rather play like a luck game. Yeah. So like she really likes games that are mostly luck, like uh, Phase 10 or Skippo or mm-hmm. Dominoes. <laughs> you um, sound like a 90-year-old woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she really likes those kind of games. Um I you like games where you have to bust your brain open to create a strategy. Yeah. And he's super competitive. I'm very competitive. And yes. yes. No luck games. Everything, well, no. the only thing about luck that is used in your games is like when you're rolling the dice. You have to, to introduce like, some kind of luck to like a, to like as like kill an something. aspect to kill something. <laughs> I All guess. of your favorite games are like war. Well, there's competition things. Well, yes. Yeah, I mean, so I, I like the the competition. Yeah, I do. He's super competitive. My the thing that I like to collect actually is um, I collect strategy games from yep. different civilizations. Mm-hmm. So when I was in China, we got uh, a Wang Zhao set and then a, a Go set. Yeah, I don't even remember what they look like. So the Go is like, um, it almost looks like a checkerboard, oh, but you yes, actually yes, place yes, the yes. pieces on the inter on the, yes. the intersects, yes. intersects okay. the intersections, okay, intersections, yeah. intersections, intersects where where the lines intersect. Yes. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> and Wang yeah. Zhao's complicated. I still don't know how to play that. That was you collect not, chess sets too. I do really like chess sets, but I think I'm liking this more. My next purchase that I really really want is a Neffeltoffel or a King's chest or King's board table. I think it's called King's table in English. Neffel- it's like a, Remind me where it's Scandinavian. Going. It's basically Viking chess. Right. right. It's super okay. fun. It's very, the rules are simple, but it's difficult because it's like a different way of thinking about mm-hmm. strategy games. Um, but I, I really like go. That's probably one of my favorite strategy games, but um, like, not like a, an Axis and Allies or a Risk. Mm-hmm. So, but I am competitive. Emily is kind. She's become more, com- I'm, become more I've competitive. I've become more competitive since being married to you, but I'm still not very competitive as a person. Oh, yeah, I also I, really like word games like Scrabble or Boggle or Bananagrams. Yeah. Um, so, it might be difficult if two people were married. And like different games, how would they even play together? Well, in that situation, which I'm completely unfamiliar <laughs> with, yeah. uh, I think there's definitely a give and take. Yeah, for sure. Uh, um, he plays my games, and I play his games. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes, <laughs> rarely. <laughs> I have played Axis and Allies with you. You have three times. Yep, but you get in like 30 minutes, and you're like trying to lose because it takes like two hours to set up. You never think and then, yeah. So I wait around my setup, and then it takes like thirty minutes per turn. That's a long time. And then I'm sleeping. Yeah, she does not <laughs> like it very much. But I've um, done it, so it is give and take. I've I've done I've done I've played Risk with you. Yeah. Um, I've tried that Go game with mm-hmm. you before. Um, and you play my games. Yeah, so I definitely think it was a give and take, like having to like play with other people and. I have had to learn something uh, 
since marrying you that I thought mm-hmm. I would never do. What? Not actually no. playing with you, but playing with your family when we play games. Okay. The concept of going easy. <laughs> is a foreign, completely foreign concept in my well, family, like yeah. my family's culture. It's like right. Well, all of you guys are so competitive. Yeah. And like yelling and screaming, and like going crazy during a game. Oh yeah, there's out usually. Of competition. And when you play games with my family, my mom will sometimes like, like have like, not yell out of anger, but like competitively yell. Yeah. Occasionally. Some of your siblings get like. Not snarky, but like we're just frustrated. like quiet and yeah. You just see like the steam building up behind their eyes. <laughs> is what it is. And so like sometimes I have to go, I go easy or like if we play bananagrams, I'll usually play like two or three hands and then I'll step out. And, like, yeah, because my mom hates it when you play. Yeah, she. She hates actually, playing. I'm pretty sure she really hates it when you play. <laughs> but the thing is, every time we we bring out bananagrams, she always elects to play oh well and yeah she very, loves it and i love it too i love yeah. to play it she like loves to play it but then two to three hands in it she's like i actually hate playing with andrew <laughs> yes well because okay guys really he wins every game we play like if you if you want to play a game with andrew you have to know that you're gonna lose no that's no not yeah true. that is true i i am even if you're losing most of the game suddenly at the end, you've won, and you're like, "How? How did Andrew win?" Because <laughs> that's not, I I that's not true. I don't always win. He always wins. You beat me at Bananagrams once in my life. No, 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 no. I bet every time we sit down, you beat me one a of couple the ten times. times. A couple times you beat me every time. Maybe, but um, I and I'm not the best at every game, but I really enjoy games, mm-hmm. and I tend to do fairly well. Yeah, you have a good. Game brain. I do. I really like those. Uh, other games. Um, okay. Wait, okay, should we talk about? Can we just can we just share our game? Let's ideas? Just, we'll just share some okay. of our favorite games. We oh kind of talked about a little bit, a few of them. Oh my heck, you guys! Oh man, this one's great. Anomia. Anomia. Yeah. So Emily found this game when she was on a re- watercolor retreat. Yeah. She got on a retreat with some other mompreneurs who were were watercolor artists (laughs) yes and one of the girls brought this game called anomia and it's a card game and since i mean since we've played we've bought it ourselves and it's amazing um and super hilarious it's so funny basically you have um a deck of cards and the the game comes with like five different colors five different decks and so you only use one deck at a time but the cards have like different symbols on them that match each other with um, so like there are five different suits basically. Yeah, so basically. five different sim or five different symbols, and then they on- have like a title, like a category or something, like in like a pie ingredient or a funny sound or a Scandinavian city mm-hmm. or like a boy band. Yeah, like little random things, and so you go around in a circle, and everybody has their own little miniature deck of the color. And you f- flip up your symbol, your card, and show the symbol to everybody. Mm-hmm. And whoever has a matching symbol, like, duels. Yeah. And so, like, if Andrew and I flip the same symbol, then I have to yell out whatever, something in the category of his card, and he has to yeah. yell out yeah, so if something her, in my category. If, if mine was, like... Uh, if, if yours was a pie ingredient. Yeah. And mine was a boy band. I would have to yell, like, flower. And I would have to yell in sync or something like that. Yeah, and whoever says their thing first gets the card. Yeah. So and would. then at the end, you count up your cards. Yeah. 
so funny though because you're like you're like trying to beat the other person yes. you're going really and really fast suddenly it's like once your card matches someone it's like suddenly you don't know anything yeah anymore. it's like, like you have no facts in your brain you have no like, previous like knowledge i'm a moron yes oh man so <laughs> it's so hilarious so my i'll give you two of my favorite quotes from anomia that we played yesterday we played this yesterday so yeah. my mom uh flipped a card and she had to say a lord of the rings character Mm-hmm. And she's not like into fantasy or or sci-fi movies at all. Right. And she yelled out, "Um, uh, a uh, warden mort." Warden mort. <laughs> so, kind of like Voldemort, but not. Yeah, I, I think she said Gordon Mort. So she's trying to say Gandalf, but it came out mixed so with Voldemort. Funny. And then the other thing... And then she's like, oh, um, never mind, uh, uh, Logolus. 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 <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, maybe we'll share three things. So two more. Okay. Next one was Emily's. So she... What did I say? My card said, bad oh, smell. a bad smell. <laughs> <laughs> I make a fart sound. <laughs> like what? <laughs> She's like, bad smell. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, that's a sound. Yeah. Because there are some that say sounds. Like there like, are some that say funny sounds or scary sounds or. Yeah. Uh, and then Logan, my brother. Oh my gosh, he flipped or he his card that he had to yell out. It was noun of assemblage. Yeah, and he didn't know what that meant. <laughs> he like, was laughing he so was hard. He was dying. Like, what even is that? So he funny. seriously couldn't talk for like five minutes. Was I was so laughing hard. so hard I almost threw up. I beat a little. <laughs> I <I'll> admit. It. <laughs> so pregnancy does. <laughs> yeah it was really funny was that's so a good funny. one you should like you, you have to get this game you guys get this game yeah anomia really a-n-o-m-i-a yep anomia anomia yeah. okay emily's ticket fit. to ride we talked about that yeah her probably single favorite game my single favorite game right now is probably axis and allies i mm-hmm. love that game so much yeah i don't really play and nephitoffel i really love nephitoffel that one's a quick game but axis and allies is one of my favorites yeah what does that say? Um, that one says oh, bananagrams. We talked about that. That one I enjoy so much more than Scrabble. So Scrabble, yeah. if, if you don't know, Scrabble's longer and there's like points involved. Bananagrams is like quick and it's just speedy, and you can change the way you play. Yeah, so like Scrabble, you know, you place the word there and then it's there, and then it's the other person's turn, and then you go back and forth. Mm-hmm. But bananagrams, if you haven't played it, is you have like all the Scrabble tiles, and uh, they're they're uh, face down in the center, and then everyone gets about twelve or however many however many you want to start out with, and then they flip them at the same time, and you try and make words that are interconnected, just like with Scrabble. So same kind of so in your rules. own little pile, you like connect all of these words. Yeah. And so once you've used all of your tiles, then you say peel, and you go through and you create. Um, uh, you have to finish the words, and so once you've used you've. Uh, use that new letter you say peel and you grab another tile and another tile you continue on until you're at the very end mm-hmm. and once you've used all of your tiles and there are no more tiles in the center then you say bananagrams and the game's over and so the whole time you can like you can totally break up your words and move them around and so i, yeah, I really I like, like the flexibility of it and the, the speed yeah one really fun way that we played it once was we did it around an island in a kitchen, mm. and every third time that we said peel, we rotated to the right. Oh, it was so and frustrating. So it was like really fun, but it was frustrating because you're like 
you're given a whole new set of letters and a whole new, like, like set of words that people were trying to use. Uh-huh. And so it's kind of frustrating, but yeah. it's really fun. And sometimes you're, like, behind somebody who's really bad, and <laughs> you, like, come over and they have, like, ten letters out. Right. And you're like, I just finished like my set <laughs> and so the person <laughs> no. it's like the person yeah. behind me only has to put one letter on but i have to put 11 letters together right. but that was really fun that, that was, was fun. fun um i we also really like yard games right now at least i like yard games andrew likes yard games i've really never been a whole like a huge fan yes, i really like don't. cornhole uh washers is a fun one that we just found mm-hmm. but my favorite right now is definitely can jam okay explain that one because i have so, never so heard can of that jam is it. it's like you have two plastic trash can looking things and you place them 50 feet apart and so they're two teams of two and um your teammate stands at the opposite can from you mm-hmm. and you take turns throwing a frisbee at the can so there are several ways to get points if you hit the can it's two points if you throw the, the frisbee and your partner deflects the frisbee so smacks the frisbee so you get to hit you get to hit the frisbee one time Yes, you hit it one time. Mm-hmm. If your part, so your partner can hit it one time, and if they hit the frisbee and the frisbee hits the can, then you get one point. If your partner hits the frisbee into the top of the can and it goes inside the can, then you get three points. If you and there's a little slit in the front, and if you throw it into the slit, you win the game. That would be so hard. Yeah, has it happened yet? I've it's happened three times since I oh, played. Oh wow. Um, and we met, so Logan, my brother, and I were playing with some of our neighbors the other day. Uh, and I knew this, but Logan didn't. So my neighbors are, they're a young couple, just graduated from LSU. He, they were both uh, captains of their respective genders collegiate teams for Ultimate Frisbee. So they were like, not like intramural teams, like the LSU. Like actual Frisbee? Yeah, like the LSU ultimate Frisbee teams. Cool. Yeah. So they're like very good at Frisbee. And so Logan didn't know that when I invited uh, our neighbors to come over and play with us. Uh, And they crushed us. It was awful. (laughs) Like Logan and I had beat everybody else we had played, Mm -hmm. but they absolutely destroyed us. But it's a really fun game because you get you get moving a little bit and you're like jumping around, but you're not having to run. Um, yeah, it's, it's, and they added a new rule. They taught us a house rule that if you can kick the frisbee in, into like into the top, then it's worth five points. Mm-hmm. Or if you kick the frisbee and it bounces and hits the can, then it's worth two points. So that was a fun house rule that I really liked. Okay, that's cool. And I don't really like to play those kind of yard games, but I like the idea of like sitting out in a camp chair with a diet coke or a popsicle watching us play like watching yeah casually one game that this until the a, mosquitoes come out and yeah. they eat me and they suck on my blood this is a this really isn't a yard game but it's a game that logan and i've been playing a lot and landed when he was here the soccer soccer game you you play the soccer the game? soccer game it's called cue balls what we call it Oh. But you didn't know the I, name. No, I thought you meant, like, soccer. No, like, we didn't play we soccer. We play the soccer game. No, no. <laughs> I was saying the soccer game because you didn't know it yeah. as cube ball. Okay. So uh, you take <laughs> you take um, one of those short cones, uh, or we're actually using a roll of tape right now, like a roll of mover's tape. 
and you stick it on the ground and then you take a ball, we take a basketball and put it on the tape. Um, and then we mark out a square um, that's, I don't know, the sides are about five or six yards from the, from the ball. And so it's about like 10 to 12 yards across total. Uh, and you have a soccer ball and the goal is to kick the ball or to knock the basketball off the cone in the center mm. um, or the roll of tape as mm-hmm. we're doing it right now. Right. And the rules are you, if you, um, if you get the ball or take the ball away from the other player, when you are inside the cube, you have to take the ball outside the cube or it's, it's not a cube, I guess outside of the square uh, before you can take it back in. So it's kind of like checking the ball in basketball. Did you guys make this up? I had done something like this in high school when I played soccer. Because okay. I played on a high school soccer team. Mm-hmm. And we had done something, something like, like it. it. And so we added a couple rules to like make it uh, to help us run more and exercise more. Look at you guys being creators. Yeah, look at that. Creating your own and It's super and fun. Game. And it has largely brought us closer together. Sometimes I've heard a lot of fights, actually. <laughs> I feel like it's natural for brothers, though, to like, kind of get into is. fights. Yeah. Yeah, but you seem to recover well, so. Yeah, um, but it's really fun, and we burn lots of calories. Like Holy moly, in an yeah. hour, I think last time in an hour I burned like eight hundred, nine hundred calories, and Logan burned like twelve hundred calories in an hour. It was something ridiculous. Maybe it wasn't that much, but it was something ridiculous. Crazy, crazy. Um. So good exercise. Yeah, super good exercise. So I, I really like games. I think it's fun to kind of make up games. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's definitely a skill, though, an acquired oh, it skill. Is. I do not have that skill. I'm not creative in that way. I think you're getting better with the kids. <clears throat> uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I don't feel like it. That's something that we didn't talk about today is, like, playing games with little kids. Oh, because we yeah. really don't have experience in that yet. Hiram doesn't No. Really... Hiram likes to play Candyland. Kind yeah, of. Okay. he doesn't really know how to play. No. He thinks he knows how to play. He likes to spin the little spindle. And shits and ladders, but yeah, he really doesn't know how to play. Yeah, and so like, he doesn't really... And he's it. not at the point where he can sit and listen for two seconds for me to explain how yeah. to play. But he does really love playing it with us, even if he doesn't understand. Yeah. Because yeah, he right. sees that we like to really that we really like mm-hmm. to play games, and so he likes to kind of copy. Mm-hmm. Not copy, yeah. but he likes to kind of have that same kind of relationship. He going. likes to be out there when you guys play yard games. Yeah, he really does. Mm-hmm. He really does. And then we always let him come in and, and play with us for a little bit. Yeah. Alrighty. Is there anything else you want to add? I just wanted, I don't know, I feel like I wanted this to kind of tie back into the Savior more, but I kept, like, getting distracted about, like, random little things. It's okay. We talked about him. Yeah. We talked about the gospel. Yeah. And I think one thing I'm learning in this playing games perspective or sphere Mm -hmm. is the ultimate goal of playing games is to come closer to our brothers and sisters. Yeah. Definitely. Not just, like, your your physical brothers and sisters, but your spiritual brothers and sisters. Right. And... This is a big, like, this is a big deal for me, like, knowing, okay, I'm just going to back off a little bit, not be as competitive, or not be as prideful. Like, it is really hard for me to not be prideful when we're playing a game, and just kind of, like, let someone be angry, or let someone, like, if they say that was a foul, and I'm like, I know that wasn't a foul. But just take it anyways. But just take it, because, just take it anyways, and take it in stride, and because, one, I might be wrong, 
you know, like we've, we've all been in that situation where we think we're not fouling and then you see video mm-hmm. of it and you're like, oh, wow, I really was fouling or I was cheating. Not really cheating. Not like intentionally right. cheating, but I was doing something wrong. Uh, so I'm likely or I'm possibly wrong to even if I'm right, like the goal of this game really is to ha- come closer to my brother or sister and to help all of us get back closer to Heavenly Father. Yeah. And so with that in mind, uh, trying to, uh, being willing to sacrifice your pride um, to help people come closer to Christ. Mm-hmm. But Logan and Landon, if you are listening to this, that does not mean I'm going to let you win at everything. Don't you think Never. that's true? <laughs> It might mean I not. It just means I might not argue with you. I might give you a point or two every now and again. Yeah. But uh, just like as a a general thing, uh, having our perspectives always be focused on Christ Mm -hmm. and focused on our purpose, which is to help each other get back to our heavenly Father. Right. And I like to think of it too as that we're we're strengthening our outpost of heaven. You Mm -hmm. know, we're strengthening our home. We're strengthening our family by uniting together and playing something fun. Right. Because it's isn't. Having a, a family culture of of playing games and of of playing with each other, a much more enjoyable cult, culture than having a culture of TV watchers. Yes, but I love TV. I do love TV as well. But, yes, but that I is understand. a primary thing. Yeah, no, totally. Or is like a solitary thing or yeah. a solo thing. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's that's my big takeaway from this is looking at games as just one more way of helping to bring our brothers and sisters back to our Heavenly Father. No, I want to play a game. Yeah. Except I'm kind of tired. Yep. I think I have to paint after this. Okay. Actually. So do I. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, we love you guys. We are so grateful that you are taking your time out of your day to to give us a listen. Uh, Please, if you are enjoying what you're hearing, share, uh, share the podcast on social media with your friends and your families we really uh, appreciate that you've taken your time to listen to us yeah we have we've really appreciated those people who have uh really loved the podcast and are sharing it actively on social media or with their friends uh we've seen uh, a, several people that are being very active with it or i guess a lot of people are being really mm-hmm. good about sharing and that makes us feel so special yeah it makes us really special love and we love when you reach out to us and talk to us like that's the reason that we started this is for you guys uh and just so you know we are thinking about something special as a thank you for our longtime listeners mm-hmm. uh we won't announce it yet uh i guess not our longtime listeners but like our active or our engaged listeners yeah um so we're, we have some ideas in the works so if you are one of those active engaged listeners keep doing it keep doing that thing because we notice it we love you and we will reward you (laughs) we'll do something fun for you we can't say right now yeah (laughs) yeah anyways can i say keep the faith this time whoa whoa breaking tradition just do it keep the faith bye peace (laughs) i don't know (laughs)